This podcast has partnered up with Pulse Roll, UK leaders in fitness training, recovery, and well-being products, whilst utilising the benefits of vibration technology. The Pulse Roll products are being used by elite athletes, fitness enthusiasts, and rehabilitation professionals. They are offering you twenty percent off with the code County Live Pod Twenty. That's County Live Pod Twenty. Twenty percent off for the next forty-eight hours. Stockport County Live up and running. Very good evening, boys. I'm going to start by saying it took it took the last podcast being launched maybe 20 minutes before I got about five comments saying, you just said Happy New Year, welcome to 2020. So uh, great start, great start, got the wrong year. We all made mistakes, you're like a referee, you. <laughs> Do you, mate, we move forward, we move forward. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I thought, that's what I thought, we move on. Um, speaking of referees, we had quite a famous one at Edgeley Park the other night. And uh, we gave him some fireworks. He, he definitely couldn't complain uh, at the show and the football that was there. Did you, um, boys watch the game? What game was that? Um, Brom? Yeah, great game. Great game to watch. Great firework display. I genuinely thought it was some absolute nutcase county fans, but I believe it was um, you know, a nice touch for a young, a young boy who got... Uh, he was in an RTA um, and obviously he's, he's in a bit of a bad way in hospital, so... It was a nice touch that, and fingers crossed, he pulls through, and you know, thoughts go out to his family as well. Awesome. Absolutely, makes you feel grateful. We're going to speak to um, Adam Thomas in a moment, who who played in the game. He's also wasn't just a special game because it was West Ham and because of everything that's going on in the cup. It's 150 games, which is um, not too bad. It's some achievement, mate. Some achievement. It is. First and foremost, making a making a pro, but 150 games as a pro is yeah. pretty pretty special. Fantastic. I've not even made. I've not even made one. I barely, I barely have. Still, I asked, still I time, asked Jim, Chris. I asked Jim for a call up a couple of years ago, and he told me to work on my fitness, and that yeah, was it just, for me. Just wait, mate. Just, the end of the line. Few, few bad results, and you, you'll be, you know, you'll be in. You'll, be, you'll get a call. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep knocking. I don't think. I don't think we're in line for a few bad results at the moment. To be honest, the way it's going. You need one good season like me, mate. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, I'm going to bring in our friends who's sitting there in the waiting room. Here he Adam. is. Main man, main boy. man. Good evening, sir. How are we? Good evening. Yeah, I'm really good. Um, delighted to be on the show. You know, thanks for having me. We've been trying to get you for weeks, mate. Your agent's been pushing us back. <laughs> yeah, Liam messaged me What's today. Part, and, uh, yeah, he gave me the opportunity today, Liam. So I thought it was, uh, you know, really good to come on and speak to you. Happy days. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, it's um, it actually is. Joking aside, it actually is one that we nearly had a few weeks back. If you remember before um, before the COVID break, um, it's been a weird season, hasn't it so far? Yeah, there's been a lot of games sort of uh, played and then not played, and then it's just so unpredictable. Um, obviously, with the with the weather as well, there's just loads of factors this season. But I think it just shows what we're coming into January now and. There's still a hell of a lot of football to be played before now and the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting. Um, no, obviously, we're, we're sat nicely. We'd like to be a bit higher than where we are in the league at the moment. But we are. We're doing well. We're going nicely. And I think we should just, um, like, in seasons gone past, you know, we've always, at the second, uh, at the turn of the year, we've always um, kicked on again. So hopefully we can do that. That's actually a really good place to kick off and bring, and bring the fellas in because that is a cliche that has been said for, 
pretty much every season I can remember working at County while Jim Gannon's been there. The Jim Gannon team come good after Christmas or better after Christmas. Dick or Matt, I see you both nodding your head there. Is that something that was in play when you played? Definitely, mate. Yeah, when I was there. I mean, even from the first the first season when I signed, we were like six points. I think it was five or six points adrift at the bottom of the league. You know, after Christmas, we kicked on and we stayed up on the final day. Um, again, the following season, you know, second half of the season was immense. Um, I'd like to have him proud of him bagging for fun. And we missed out on playoffs on, I think it was goal difference. Um, I think the, 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 the season we went actually went up, again, we, we had um, you know, a steady start. But it was after after Christmas again. We just all guns blazing, and I feel like that's a you, know, you do say it's a bit of a cliche, but it's, it seems to happen, you know, year in year out for, for Stockport County for Jim Gallen. It's happened the last few years, hasn't it? Adam? Yeah, there was um, well that season when we went up. Obviously, we we didn't get off to a great start, and then I think it was like October, November. Um, we'd had a few defeats at home. And there was a lot of uncertainty around the place. Um, obviously, the atmosphere wasn't great. And then going into like November, um, I think it was that it was the Chorley game at home won it, which sort of um, turned our season on its head a bit. We had the midweek. I think we'd come off the back of a defeat at home, so we had to put in a performance. Um, and we, we beat them comfortably at home. Um, and then obviously we went on to, I think we were unbeaten in December. And then January, uh, we ended up setting that uh, post-world uh, post-war record on it. Yeah. It was like twenty was it something like twenty five games unbeaten? I don't remember off the top of my head. You're making me look bad, so I'm gonna edit this bit. Yeah, out. it was something <laughs> like that. Um, I'm pretty sure we won like maybe nine or ten on the spin at some point in that. Uh, we were just absolutely un unbeaten like unplayable at the time. Um and then obviously towards the end of that season we we made hard work of it, uh, as most fans will remember, but it, you know, it was unbelievable, you know, to get that done. Obviously it's uneaten and then Get us to where we are today, kicking on. You scored the last goal of that season, didn't you? Uh, that season, yeah, the non-eating one to make it 3-0. So, yeah, sorry, sorry, that game, yeah, you're right, the, the one that won us the league. Uh, a left foot outside the box. i tell you what, me and Matty were speaking about your goal earlier in the season, earlier in the season, and uh, you, have, you have got a little rocket there when it's needed, haven't you? Yeah, um, I can hit my left foot sometimes better than my right. Um, I think... I don't know, I try and hit it too hard with my right when I do hit it, so you end up just dragging it a bit. But with my left foot, um, it used to, it's something I've always worked on. Like when I was back at Everton and in the academy, um, seeing Alan Irvine the other night uh, at the game, and he used to do a lot of one to one coaching with me on the left foot crossing and just left foot technique. Um, rather than trying to lever, lever the arse off the ball, I just used to be, be more delicate with it um, and focus on the technique more. And that's obviously. Um, paid dividends in like when it comes to, to, to shoot the ball. Um, obviously, that one earlier on in the season, I wasn't particularly aiming for that top corner. I was just aiming, obviously, <laughs> to get on target with a lot of pace. Um, when I actually looked looked at it back and seen the keeper's starting position, I don't know how it's actually got where it did, but you know, I'm still thankful to see it go in. And obviously, that was our first win this season, so it was great. My, my, my left foot's just for standing on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think I, scored, I think I've scored maybe two or three goals in my, in like my professional career with my left foot. Yeah, my, my my debut Good goal. Good job, that right foot, foot then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've got penguin feet, so I've got the side foot of death. It's a beauty, <laughs> press your head down. Yeah, great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's right, though. I think Adam there, I think, um, like you say about Everton. 
I think it's a prerequisite these higher clubs to have the have the young lads and the kids working on both feet. I think if if a scout comes to a Sunday league game, I, I've been told that's one of the biggest things they look for. Can can a can a kid use both feet and not yeah. just kick with both feet, but generally have balance and get out of tight situations with both feet. You know, anyone can kick with a bad foot if you've got enough time and they have time to line it up. But when 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 somebody's putting you under pressure, can you adapt with your bad foot? Um, and and it's a, it's a special special goal, mate. And I don't think anyone aims to stick it in the top mid. I think you aim for a good strike of the ball. And naturally, if you strike it too well, it goes down the middle. But if you if you a little bit of slice on it, you end up in the in the tire in the top bin, don't they? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And like like you just said before, with like playing with both feet. When I was at Everton, I used to play uh, more on the left, so I was more comfortable at coming in with my right foot. But then obviously, I needed to have that option of going down the line with my left, and that's where all that yeah. stemmed from. So yeah, no, it was really good. I'm a, I'm a big believer. If I was a manager, I'm a big believer on play, of you know playing wide players on opposite flanks. It's so yeah. so dangerous people coming in because the fullback can't adapt. They haven't got the same balance. A left back's not got the same balance, or, or shouldn't have, on his right side. You take him inside, it takes him half a second to adapt to what you're doing, and that's exactly what happened with yourself. I feel like they stand out, me. You know, when you look at players who can who can use both feet, two footed players. You, yeah, you look at. You look at players like you've just said. You know, you, you, you teach this from an early age. A lot of players still can't use left foot. Or, or, no, you they know, can't in the Premier or, League. In the Premier League, yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, you know, another Stockport County legend, Anthony Pilkington, and unbelievable. Like you, you don't know what which is his strong foot. No, you know, you, Danny you was that. the same, and he and he take corners with his in swing with his left or in swing with his right, and it's like that's that's a talent. You know, I feel like sometimes. You can work and work and work, but that—that's, you know, that's something that you—that's you, special. You've got you've either got you've either got that or you've not. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like, like you say about with Adam, you know, you know, you look you look very comfortable with both feet, and that's uh, you know, that's a good that's a good uh, a good a good skill to have. What do what do you what do you call a no-footed player? <laughs> William Dickinson. <laughs> I just edit it, mate. I just, I just flick it on. I just don't lose that. Bad or both, Chase. I feel like that one was set up there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking it was going to come to me, but uh, I owe you a beer. Thank you. Um, listen, we, 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 we try not to do the um, what happened in the last game, <coughs> and we've got other things that we want to speak about with you, Adam, while we've got you. But we have to, with the last game being what it was, we have to speak about West Ham for a moment. And everything that came with it. What was it like experiencing that game as a player? It's just amazing. I think it's everything that we've worked hard for. Um, we've had a really good run this season, and now obviously when we got the draw, there was so much excitement around the club. Um, when we got to there on on game day, it's just it's just like a massive occasion. Um, like the cameras, the lights. It's like raining. It just everything was set like perfect for for like a fantastic game. Um, like, like we were saying off air before, I think it was just absolute credit to the lads. You know, I thought we, we worked our socks off. Uh, we gave an absolute tremendous account of ourselves. And, you know, given the fact that they're a Premier League side and we're a National League side, you, you could tell that there was a there was a gap, but by no means uh, that big. Do you know what I mean? I thought yeah. we, we matched them over the whole 90. And, you know, for them to only win the game on a set piece says a lot, I think, about how we defended and how we played. Um they had a few chances in the first half, um, which you'd expect. You know, they were moving the ball really nice, but I couldn't believe how open the game became second half, and it was literally end to end. And a few times, you know, we had a few players breaking forward, and I thought it was it, it was there to be taken, and it's just yeah, unfortunate, you know, that the game maybe didn't go to extra time, and then um, who knows? 
before I ask the other, before I ask the other guys, because I'm going to ask everyone this question, but I want to come to you first. Were there any players that you were playing against on that West Ham team that stood out in particular, where you you playing against? I don't know, be it Declan Rice or whoever, and you think, what a player. Yeah, obviously I've watched a lot of the game and then I've gone on for a few minutes. But um, the one that stood out for me was Declan Rice. I just he's so calm on the ball for his age. Um, he just he just really ran the show in midfield. And I think what stood out quite more than anything is just how athletic and the intensity they play at. Um, they're, they're always moving. They're always um, they're just so they're sharp and athletic and physical. Um, and yeah, that's really what what stood out most for me. Really, that 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 difference in in terms of that level and what we play at. You guys nodded in agreement there. Was it rise for you guys as well? Yeah, it was. And you you know you've got you've got the likes of Noble on the pitch. You know, is 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 probably one of the most experienced players in the Premier League. And to be you know to be on the on the pitch with with someone like that, Declan Rice, you know, is is the future. But you know, you, you talk about West Ham, he's he's a legend there. Um, but, but but you know they brought a strong they, they brought a strong team so they, they knew what they were in for and you know I, I was listening to Moyes before the game and he was saying you know I've watched Stockport a lot um, these last couple of weeks you know he's, he didn't take it lightly he didn't take the game lightly he knew that he was they were in for a game and and the boys proved him proved him right really didn't they because like you say he took a set piece but it was disappointing that you know like you say with Jim works out well a lot of set pieces. And yeah. the pieces weren't fantastic on the night. So, but that's the only thing I could have faulted with the team. And it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great night for set pieces. The pitch was bogging, the pitch was heavy. Jesus, the, the ball was holding up a lot. I just think like the boys just honestly, you, you should all be so proud of yourselves for the for the performance you put in and the, the, the professionalism you showed. Yeah, it was it was just a, a great night. And I thought we, we could have got more from it. So it's just it's one of them that we should be so proud of what we've achieved, uh, but at the same time you can't help but feel disappointed. Um, and like you said before, we're like that was basically one of their the, the strongest team that they yeah. could have. And I think they that that just shows the respect that they gave us. Um, and I think after it, um, their reaction, you know, the manager's reaction, the players' reaction, and you've seen it on social media, like their players reacting. I think they they realised that they were in a proper game there. Yeah. Um, and you know, we 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 stretched them all the way. Um, and yeah. I think we gave a fantastic account of ourselves and, you know, obviously the focus is mainly on the league this year. So I hope we can take that energy and that momentum and take that forward now in yeah, the, uh, the remaining games. Touched on it in the opening, um, the fireworks. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to be completely honest because I know that everybody else in that press box, if they're honest, would say the same thing as well. Absolutely cacked it. Do you know what I mean? When those, when those fireworks started going off, they're the loudest fireworks I've ever heard. <laughs> as, as Dicko said, you know, he, he's right. It, it turns out it was for a really um, so something that needed some attention bringing to it, I think, and, and, and everybody here, I'm sure, wishes a, a full recovery and everybody who's watching and listening will as well. But at the time, when there was a game like that going on, how off-putting was it? Was Mike Dean right to, to pause it? Um, I, I, they were... Like incredibly loud, like you said. So I think maybe some of their players. I don't know. I think it was bothering their players more than ours, to be honest. I think, given the fact that there was no fans there, it, it brought a bit of you know atmosphere and something to the game. Um, 
But I remember looking at Mark Noble and every time they were going off, he, he was like this. He weren't having a good time. His back was towards it. He was facing end. And Paul Ladd was like this all the time. It was funny, to be fair. Um, so I think because the, the picture that I've seen is him with the ref. So I'm not surprised if he's asked, you know, can we just hold out a few minutes until until they quiet him down? But it, yeah. it, it seemed like they were never going to stop as well. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, some money's been spent on them yeah, fireworks. They right, they last them a while. They're, not, they're not from Asda. No, they're not. No. <laughs> not handmade either. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you guys ever played where, I don't, it doesn't have to be fireworks, but something has been going on off the pitch that is just too distracting to, to, help, to let you focus? Uh, yeah. I've had games where there's been like full on scraps off on you know with, with fans on the side. And... I was going to say the same, Dick. Other than that, though, I think you just get on with game. the game unless the game gets stopped. You get on with it, don't you? Like, yeah, like you say, you know, if the lads are playing, obviously, the, you know, the, the fireworks are loud. But if the, if, if the ball if, if the ball's in play, the, the lads are just concentrating the ball and concentrating the game, and it's kind of it kind of quiets it out and shuts it out a little bit because the ball was out of play. I think it made it more noticeable for the players, maybe, maybe. For, from from their point of view, when you stood around, and you're just looking up, watching this firework display. <laughs> Are we in November already? <laughs> from, from a from a communication aspect as well, you know, you're all giving each other instructions on the pitch. Gaffer's shouting on, and you got that going on. I reckon you could still hear Jim over those fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know the, the ref the ref was um, you know pointing to his um, to his to his. You know, earpiece thing. I think you know, he couldn't hear the. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So you know, he, he, yeah. he needed to be stopped. You know. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a bad boy banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Great game. It, it really was a good game. County did really well. A lot of fans and um, saying exactly what you would expect them to say. It was special for you, Adam, because it was appearance number one hundred and fifty. What an achievement! Um, do you remember when you first signed for County? Do you remember how much the club, looked, well, how it looked then and how it looks now? Yeah, it was it was totally different. I was I was absolutely made up, you know, to make my one hundred and fiftieth for the club. Um, a couple of months ago, I was thinking, like, I knew I was somewhere in between one hundred and one fifty, and I didn't know how close I was. But then, obviously, I think um, John Kieran messaged me the other week saying, um, you know, my next appearance would be my hundred and fiftieth, which is you know, fantastic honour for myself, and hopefully. I can get to the next milestone, which is 200, um, and continue that. Yeah, when I, like you said, when I first come, um, totally different club, wasn't it? Um, first game of pre-season for me, uh, wasn't really one to remember against Cheadle Heath Nomads. I done the cruise in that game, which uh, it wasn't great. But I, uh, I think I played for about a month after uh, before I actually found out what I'd done. So I think that that first season was just a write-off, and then since then, you know, I've played a lot of games within them uh, three full seasons and then where we are now, you know, to get to, to 150. Um, and obviously we've got promoted in that time and the club's just looking to go on and on. And, you know, you just want to be a part of that because um, it's, it's, it's a fantastic club and it means so much to, to the players and the fans and it's just great to be involved with. Just talk to us a little bit about that injury because I, I, I'll come to you in a second, Matt, because I know you've obviously had a, it wasn't a cruciate, but it was still a, a serious injury that you, you had to overcome. But we were speaking about it before you, before you found out. You were saying, like, to come back from that, I did you a disservice. I didn't realise it was a whole month you were playing. But I remember you telling me it was, you didn't really know at first because you were running in mainly straight lines. 
yeah uh, it was a strange one like um i got home that night and it was it was it was fine and then i woke up the next morning and uh, i just physically couldn't move my knee it was in agony um but then once the swelling would go down it'd feel like normal um so all the tests that the physio was doing at the time was just coming back negative because i think my hamstrings were just in spasm so they were just holding on so much so i was in and out of training loads with how the knee was swelling up and and, and all that so it wasn't a great period for me but then i actually um i was coming off on the bench and i think i scored in one of the league games and then i think I'd, it was about the telford game when um i think i was due to start but i didn't um and then after that, I got the results back and I was just, I, I was shocked. Um, and obviously that season was just a write-off for me. You know, luckily come the end of the season, um, Jim sat down with me um, and just, he, he obviously understood that I'd not really had the opportunity that I wanted and he wanted to give me the same opportunity next year. So I was really thankful for that. And obviously I've, I've, I've kicked on since then. So it's, it's been great. Matthew, can you relate to that at all? Yeah, I mean, not, not the injury itself. Uh, mine was... Uh, a, like a double leg break so it was a tibia and fibula fracture which you know initially it appears a lot worse it's a loud snap around the stadium you're on gas and air initially but but the, the cruciate is obviously being being in physiotherapy now the, the, the cruciate is one of them long-standing ones so it's one of those that plays you for the rest of your career or the rest of your life if you do the right things with a tibia and fib fracture you know depending on the severity you're going to recover in a year whether you get back to the same level is different, but with the cruciate, um, surely you'd be able to vouch for this, Adam. It's one of them you have to work so hard to stay on top of it because you hear so many stories of, of people doing it two, three, four times over. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, for me, going the whole rehab and even after the rehab process, it's, it's, uh, it's a daily sort of process. The rehab will it's never stop for you. Know, it'll, exactly, it'll, yeah. It'll, it'll, be pre, it'll be prehab now for you all the yeah, time. Yeah, the single leg stability work that I have to do just to make sure that, um, well, you can't, reduce risk of injury altogether but you can help yourself by reducing it as much as you can and i've just got to yeah. keep working on that and keep myself on the pitch yeah the mechanism of that injury i mean itself is it's it's a planted leg and rotation in sort of an awkward direction so if you like you're saying if you can go straight lines it's not too bad yeah but the constant change of direction if you're in the middle of the pitch for example it wouldn't have stood up problem I had when I was obviously playing with it is that I was going up for a header and then maybe landed on a single leg and because of the instability the knee was then buckling and then that was starting to do damage on other structures such as my medial and that was when I was getting a lot of pain in my knee. Yeah it's horrendous. I remember really feeling for you um, because you came with it well, I'll ask you in a moment about the, the the accolades that you'd won at your previous club but when when you came to County, a big high hope expectations everything else especially it must have added pressure to you seeing how Danny was doing on the other wing. Danny Lloyd, of course, he came in at the same time. You've got two new wingers, one's out injured, but the other one's doing the business. You think, get the other one back. Let's just... So there's that pressure added again. And then it was one of the early games that you came back, I think. Um, you got a, a bad tackle or something, and it thankfully turned out not to be as bad an injury. But I remember hearing you react to a tackle and assuming you'd got that injury again. It must have been awful for you for a while. Yeah, I just I remember that now that you just said that. So that was I think it was against it was Oldham or Rochdale, Rochdale someone at home. Yeah. Um, and basically I think Ben had kicked it up and it was a bit short. So I've sort of um, decelerated, like gone towards the ball and then decelerated. So I was in that sort of semi-flex position, and then the defenders come right through the back of my knee and actually push me tibia forward. Um, and then that it's kind of I was like in a sort of rotation valgus position and then i've had that knock so it's like prime re-rupture mechanics um and then the pain from that was quite 
quite extensive. Um, I couldn't play on, um, and then we went into the physio room. He assessed it, and there was there was some laxity in the knee. So obviously, I was thinking the worst. Um, but then when I actually went for my scan, there was just it was just a bit of joint laxity um, with all the swelling. The actual ligament itself wasn't too bad. It was fine. So that gave me a lot of confidence then because that was probably the worst position I could have been That's in. The first one, you, you that first hit, that first tackle, that first strike of the ball, you're always you probably. I remember, I remember, I, I tore my cartilage, and you know, obviously, it's nothing uh, compared to what the injury you had. But I remember my first, my first main injury. I tore my cartilage, and coming back doing doing physio with uh, with Roger Wilde at the time, and um, you know, striking a ball like eighty percent, thinking you know, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to. And when you first hit that that full strike, or you, you know, make that first tackle, it just it's like it's like it lifts a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. I think once I actually started. Um... Once I got through a sort of succession of about five, six games that were sort of thick and fast and I'd come through that, that's when I really thought, you know what, I, I feel like I'm back now um, because you've you've gone through like uh, like a, a tough period there where you're potentially fatigued and you, you could break down um, and everything remains strong. Um, and then I just progressed from there, which was really good. Let's talk about you then at, at County. Now, this is it's probably the wrong two players. Maybe Matty a little bit because you moved around uh, from centre midfield to sometimes on the left and then and then dropping back as well. But Ad, you've 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 really moved around. You played right back. You played number nine. You played more central as a ten. You've, you've been a bit all over, haven't you? Do, you? do you like that, or do you prefer to get the seven shirt? No, I do like I like playing in different positions. I like playing out wide as uh, on the right, and I also like playing uh, in behind, basically up top. I like using I like making runs in behind. That's where I, I like receiving the ball. I like receiving the ball facing forward and going towards the goal players like that we've had in the past like warby are so good in the pockets um so good at getting on that half turn and then basically going forward me i like to come onto the game where i can i can i can see the play and i can make runs in behind and yeah um i've, I've operated all all down the right side i feel comfortable down there um and then equally say like when we've played teams like dorkin um when i operated as a nine there i like i like playing in behind and i like sort of yeah just making runs and being a bit closer to the goal because they're getting to the good positions um but yeah as a number nine Dicko, how would you have found jim asking you to go and play on the right wing or right back i'd have done it i'd have done, done the job you know you do you do whatever you you can do to help the team out um i mean i remember played it was southampton yeah southampton it was when i was at brighton and and i was on the bench and poyet brought me on the left wing do a job left wing how did that go? Got an assist, mate. We won two one. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, you know, you say like you know, like Adam says, you you have your you have your favourite position, but as long as you're on that pitch, you, you can put him left but like you can put him left back and as long as he's playing football, he's happy. You're happy. As long as you can help the team out, you know, nothing's nothing's worse than sitting on the bench and you know, wanting to get on that pitch, wanting to help the boys like you don't care where you play. But, you know, everyone has to prefer positions. Mine was, you know, straight through the middle. Um, when I was one of the first in county, I think as you get older, you know, your, uh, your, your positions like, kind of shrink to like one. Like, Here's what I can do. That's all I can do now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, I used to, I used to play the, the, you know, the nine on my own. I used to play the role of two strikers at county. I used to run the channels in behind, come to feet, use, be used as a battering ram. And you do whatever you do because... You know, you love you love playing. I, I want I want to be on the pitch every minute of every game. Yeah, 
And listen, we obviously with us being more adaptable this year, we're adopting like a four-two-three-one and then a three-four-one-two. We've got to have that flexibility, so people have got to play different positions, and that's that's sort of the like the key theme of this year of, of sort of being able to play one position, maybe half another. Um, and yeah, like you said, Dicko, you're just being on the pitch is what you want to be. You yeah. don't want to be on the bench. You want to be playing for the team. Yeah, of course. I mean, like I feel like now as as the game develops, it's more about squad rotation. Whereas when, when we were playing, it was like, that's just starting 11. They're doing well. They're playing every game. You look at the Premier League and you, you see some of the best players. You look at what players like Phil Foden, unbelievable talent. And he went for, he goes for a spell of not playing and, you know, getting five minutes here from there. He's unbelievable. He's scoring goals. He's City's leading goal scorer. And he still, you know, he still rotates the team. And I feel like that's the, the way the game has gone over the last five, six, seven years. It's more about squad rotation. Whereas, like I say, when when I was playing, it was like you play a you're, you're our main striker. You play every, every game unless you get injured, and it's probably more frustrating now for players like yourself, Adam, who who have got that ability, and you know you do want to play every minute of every game, but it's about being patient as well, and you know working for the team. Yeah, listen, though we've had obviously in the past we've had smaller squads, and we've literally had a starting eleven, and then we've had some subs, um, and obviously due to injury or or whatever, then. The team's been the team but this year we've got a big squad we've got a lot of quality in the squad so there is more competition for places and there is going to be a lot more rotation obviously i like like you just said i'd like to be playing a lot more football than i am at the moment but it's just a case of working hard and being patient and then taking that chance when i get it really yeah definitely absolutely mate just finally before we let you go i know we've over a, a little bit but the 150 games we're hoping for 150 more you, you look back at the players that were there then or around the time that you joined, you know, you like Ben Hinchliffe, Sam Minahan, Ash Palmer may have been a year later, I think I might say. Yeah, I think when I first come, it was Ben and Sam that, that year. Either then... way, and there's still Niall Bells there as well. There's, there's still these yeah. players, Jordan Keane, who have been there for a long time with you now. Um, is, it, is it crucial to have those with you as that? core nucleus you're not the only old boy but at the same time you're in this new pack yeah no it's great to have them lads there uh, we got on really well together and we all understand the way the gaffer wants to work and we, we understand them principles and what it means to be like, play for county so yeah like, like you said it is great to have them there and hopefully as many of us can continue that journey with the club you know and getting back to the football league and beyond absolutely well mate 150 down 150 hopefully many more than that to come as well, it's been great having you on, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All the best, Adam. So, well, Congratulations, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Adam, go. What? What I think? What a guy! Like he's. Um, yeah, you know, very, very well spoken. Knows what he wants, and you know, he seems like a really, really down to earth, nice guy. Yeah, I think when, when you look at, at what he, um, when you look at what he brings to the team, and I've said this to him before. This is not case of saying it. No, he's off air. It took a while for some fans to get used to him. He's he said himself to us on air in the past. He's not an orthodox player, but once you start to appreciate why the gaffer keeps playing him, because he has the ability to win flick-ons and to track his man and to win corners, and he can get a goal and he can play a ball, and he's got all these things about him. He he actually becomes well. There's a reason he's he's played so many games, and because he's been a regular for so long, it's because he's he's Mister Consistent. Yeah, and I think going back to. Um... What Liam was saying about uh, being able to play in different positions—that is absolutely invaluable these days. A, a good, a good player with a good football brain can adapt. I, I, 
I could confidently say I know what's required of every position on the pitch and I can go and play it. Now, I'll play some better than others because of the attributes I bring, but that's what it's all about. And again, with, with Liam saying there about squad rotation, the, the, the clubs are playing, they're in so many competitions, especially the top clubs like City and United, they're in so many competitions, you need that. Yeah. And for him to rack up 150 games in today's game and Ben to rack up 200 games in today's game, it's pretty marvellous. Uh, and it was not over yet, it's still early days. Ash Palmer did it as well. How many guys? I think to rack up 150 games for for Jim Gannon is you know that's something because he knows what he wants and he won't stand exactly. for any 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 slacking and you know like you say about consistency. Jim's a perfectionist and that says something about about Adam's game to to be able to rack up that many performances. How totally many did you play with Jim? Me? Yeah, we're both here. Uh, I think it was just I think it was 95. Yeah, I didn't play that. I didn't play that many. I don't know the exact number. Uh, I played. I had twenty-two starts with him in my debut season, first division. Uh, then he, then he left, and I went back on loan. I would probably guess somewhere near forty. Yeah, I think maybe, I had about, about nine, maybe between, fifty between ninety and ninety-five, and then I went back. Obviously, um, obviously, when he wasn't there, and I think I got about another thirteen, fourteen games. So I'm just, I, I am in the hundred club, but uh, but not all for Jim. Um, now, let, let me just move the conversation on a bit. I never, ever thought in my wildest dreams when I started working in radio and broadcasting and everything else, I never thought I would be on a podcast that maybe had a new feature coming in that said, Dicko, what's on your T-shirt? Right, you know I what? Like you put a hoodie on and it's probably too warm to be wearing a hoodie. Well, you should ask them. Boiling, mate. I thought, <laughs> I'd, um, I thought I'd stick with the FA Cup vibe. Dicko, Dicko, can I guess it? Go on. Is it Wentworth High, that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about big games, you know. Um, we just asked Adam, you know, he was a standout player. He's obviously the Declan Rice, and I feel like the standout player that you know, the biggest FA Cup game I've played in. Um, and this guy, by the way, was after the game was mithering for my shirt, mithered me for it. He tried to rip it off my off me, but we're going for a Aston Villa. What player? Gabby Agbonlaho. How much are you going for? Tight, by the way. It was a medium. Yeah, I would have said a bong. Uh, medium, medium, medium. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go. Agbonlaho, even though I think he's probably bigger than a medium. Agbonlaho's son. You well, Dicko probably wouldn't have played against Agbonlaho. They're both strikers for the, the other end of the pitch. So I'm trying to think of the defenders. You would have. Would that have been Olive Melberg? I'm out, Dicko. Have a look out your window, mate. Oh, better. Milner. Better, better. Mate, he's still got, he's still got his Vic stain on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's class. That is absolutely class. Elton. He's <laughs> a whiff of that. Well, you know what, mate? It's, that's, what, it's, that's what FA Cup is all about, isn't it? It's no, playing against superstars, getting that one opportunity to play against superstars. Declan Rice, he won't be at, he won't be at West Ham much longer. He'll be at Chelsea or Spurs or somewhere like that. You know, is is a big, big player for the future, and to be and to look back and think, you know what, I uh, I played against him, and you know I played well, and you know we we did we did good, we we did really good actually. You know, we we, we were very unfortunate not to beat them. You should you did, all the lads should be proud. And, and looking at the game, I feel like talking about the shape of uh, of the team, I feel like there was there was nothing out of place. I feel like Lois and Ryan uh, Crowsdale did a fantastic job screening the defence. I played with Ryan at um, Staley Bridge. 
um, for, for a short time. Great player, absolute engine on him. Um, I feel like I feel like Liam. I feel like Hogan was unreal. I feel, I feel like he got he got the MOM. He's just a leader. He's a born leader. Um, always has been. Sam Minion. I really like him. And that was it. Is it Kitchen on the left? Yeah. They just. I feel like they could they could play a lot higher. Hundred percent. I think every, every player on the pitch has proven that they can play a lot higher. I used to think right. my man of the match though was Maynard. I thought he was brilliant. He was. He was. He broke everything up. He's, he's, he's so cool and calm on the ball. Um, but do you know what? Like I say, the kit, that kitchen for me, I, I, I really like him. He's, he's one of them fullbacks that just bombs on. He's got pace. He's got power. He's strong. He's good on the ball. I really, I really liked him. What about um, what about Jack Hinchy, the young lad who came on towards the end, making his debut? Against West Ham. <laughs> it's pretty special, isn't it? That is stuff for dreams. Rice, Noble, Antonio, Ogbonna. Needs I mean, to retire now. He's going to struggle to match that. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty wicked. It's um it's it's, it's rare as well. Let's have it yeah. right, it's rare. I'm yeah. super proud of my debut. You know, Liam, well, you'll be exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. But against the Premier League side that's put Probably the strongest side they could out with, yeah. you know, give or, give or take. It's unbelievable. That, 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 that's, uh, you know, you know, that's 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 a bit of praise for 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 Jim Gannon as well. You know, giving a young lad an opportunity like that. That um, you know, there's other players on the bench that he probably could have put on, and 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 to give a, a young lad his, his professional debut against West Ham United at in, a t- Park. in a tight game as well. Yeah, in a tight game, yeah, because you, yeah. you know, you know, he's he obviously trusts him in it as well. It's not just a oh, you go there's a little cameo. He obviously yeah. trusts the player as well to, yeah. to to make that decision. So fair play to um, fair play to Jim for that. But also, you know, you know, well deserved. He's obviously worked hard and and, and proved yeah. himself. Well, that and that's it. That's you know, that's what it, a lot of people. And I'm not saying in this case here because obviously Jack had a lot of praise and rightly so. But a lot of people won't see all the work that goes in. He didn't just land in that seat. Do you no, know what no. I mean? The hours of training, the hours of listening to Jim. Exactly. And, you know, fitness and everything else that goes with it. He's he's um he's done a remarkable thing. That's so all fair play to him. But yeah. but before that as well, you know, years ago as a kid, he beat off thousands of kids to get get to be able to have this opportunity. It's so not like just it's harder now. It's not like just now. now because the amount of money that's in football, you know, it's so easy to buy players. Buy players have been in the league, and it, you know, it kind of it kind of yeah. shut the door for the young players coming through. It does tried and tested. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's what Jim's all about. You know, you got the same start, Liam. I got the same start. Most yeah. of the lads get the same start. He's done it everywhere he's gone. Well, it's um, it's another big game this weekend, Notts County. Um, okay. We'll have um, yep, yeah, trophy. We'll have a uh, quite a lot more to speak about next week if you boys are both able to make it back. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I'll have to dig out another shirt. Yeah, run that shirt, mate. Maybe we can get, get James Milner on the show and ask him What's to wear his shirt. I don't think he's got much to say, mate. A bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> no stories to tell. <laughs> hey, if, you're watching, James, if you're watching James, have it back, mate. He might he might be a bit boring, but I've, I've heard that he's got a Liam Dickinson framed shirt in his living room. Framed, mate, above the fire. Just put the picture of the kids down and put that there. He's certainly not got a boring football style, is it? Is it? He's not a good player with a remarkable career behind him. Very, very good player. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fantastic. He's brilliant. Well, listen, boys, it's been a treat as always. Uh, we'll wrap it up there and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Dickel. Emotional.